the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday the 18th. And you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tired Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchwell building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? It is a gorgeous day in uh, Panhandle. It is nice out. It is very nice out. Um, what did uh, what did I see? Um our uh, buddy on Facebook, Eastern Panhandle Weather, he said, uh, going back this week to San Diego weather is wow. what it's called. So high 70s, low humidity. Uh, I don't know about you or about our next guest here, but uh, I love that kind of weather. Let's just keep it. What do you think, Clint? Yep, perfect weather for me. I um, absolutely enjoy the fall like everybody else. Yep. And Jordan, you'll be proud of me. I even can tell you WVU won a football game. Yep, that's right. That's right. I do not follow sports, but I can tell well, you we won the back backyard brawl. Yep, if there's well one done, game, Clint. yep, if there was one game to uh, at least at least look it up on Google to see uh-huh. what the score was. That was one to uh, that was one to watch. But um, yeah, it was a fun one. It was a fun one. Like I was telling the guys this morning, if you were neutral, um, that game was a very boring yeah. game. But of yeah. course, if you're West Virginian, what W, whatever. If you're invested, that was a great one. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But how have things been um, around the area for you? Well, busy as always. Uh, I mean, we've had um, a lot of our stream cleanup and uh, roadside cleanup activities remain very business, very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going to continue to be very busy throughout the rest of the year. We have six more special collection events scheduled between now and the end of the year. Let's hit them. Either here in Berkeley or in neighboring counties. So you're talking like mulch and things like that? Well, the, the this Saturday at the Grapevine Road Recycling Center is uh, what we call our bulky good collection event. This is only like the second year we've done this. We first started it with the 250th celebration last year, and it was, uh, it was a hit, so we thought we would try to repeat it again. So bulky goods, these are the large bulky items that not necessarily are very easy to pick up at the curb. Things... Things like mattresses or old mm-hmm. furniture, TVs, t- televisions, okay. exactly. Really? Uh, computer monitors, hot water heaters. I got a list here refrigerators, freezers, washers, dryers. Yep. Uh, those kind of large items, we will take four, up to four per vehicle for free. Now, we take some of those items normally at the recycling centers. We charge for some of those items right, normally. Right, the, the TVs, the for example. But for the, this special event, Grapevine Road this Saturday from 9 to 5. We'll take up to 4 for free. So who can participate? Any Berkeley County resident. So we'll, we'll check your driver's license and make sure that, uh, that you've got a Martinsburg or, Martinsburg or Berkeley County address. And, and, uh, and uh, our partner is Apple Valley Waste. They're providing support behind the scenes for us. So we're going to repeat that event the following Saturday at the South Berkeley Recycling Center. So if you live on the south end of the county, Wait, wait one Saturday, and it's the same event as coming 
uh, to that center. I'll get my bungee cords ready. <laughs> so it's okay. important to have those too, because I mean, think about all the times that you've gotten like a new mattress or something, right? Or a new right. TV. Your TV goes bad, and, like, and they uh, just sit in the basement. Just, yeah, just sits there. It sits out on the curb, and neighbor or something doesn't know what to do. So they just put it out with the trash, and of course, the trash isn't going to pick it up. So these are, I'm sure, very busy days. Yeah, well, and the this actually the idea that came to us a year ago from Mike Lang, who who pointed out that the roadside litter crew was seeing a lot of bulky items. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it kind of, it's a long story, but it kind of goes back. There was a time there was a free day at the landfill for those items that was removed. And, um, and over time it has just become a problem. So we stood up and, uh, Mm -hmm. our budget supports this. And so we're, we're happy to do it. So you didn't have a special grant. It's just, you guys are able to to handle this under your budget. It's, it's under our, our budget with support from the Berkeley County Council. I will say, um, a lot of our uh, local, uh, trash haulers, do provide mm-hmm. if you're a customer uh, bulk item pickup they do one at least once a month um, right. but you know I, I, sometimes you don't always plan for those things mm-hmm. and yep. uh, so this is a great opportunity we, we get it and everybody doesn't subscribe to a waste hauler right. so uh, this is an option for them as well so just uh, to toss this out there is no general trash being accepted on that day or construction waste <laughs> well, we, you know we inevitably have someone show up with a pickup load of Right. Boards or something. So like but if I have a play equipment that I've broken down, like those big plastic play equipments yep, with the little baby fine. slides. Perfectly you can bring fine. That. Yep. Because some of those can't be recycled anymore. Correct. Right? Correct. Now, yeah. let me ask you another question here that um, I guess we didn't prep you for. Can, can anybody just call you? Can they call you up if they just got done a big project, right? Or maybe they just got done, you know, renovating their house or something. They have all this extra bulky stuff around. Can they just call you to set up a time to come in and dump some of the stuff off? No, no, we don't. We don't. First of all, we don't offer pickup service. That's strictly. Well, yeah, but at least come dump dump stuff off at the. Yeah, yeah, we we don't do that kind of scheduling events. No, it's when we hold the event, we have the infrastructure and the staff there to support it. When we offer, it's when we offer the events. We also have uh, in early October we have our pesticide collection event. It's uh, Saturday, October the seventh. Uh, it'll be at Grapevine Road. Uh, we've done this for many, many years. Uh, it's a partnership we have with the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. So they will bring in their their staff who has expertise in identifying chemicals. So we're after things like herbicides, insecticides, uh, algicides, fungicides. and well, Anything and, with an I in it, right? It, it is, yes, exactly. <laughs> Some, I like to say anything with a side, side C-I-D-E there. in it, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and there's no limit on quantity. It's free. Um, if you do have a pickup load of such material, whatever, we do ask that you call ahead so we know to expect that. But uh, that's one. That's uh, also one of our uh, events that I would say is more targeted toward the agriculture community, mm-hmm. and, and we see a lot of participation from them. Our guest this morning, Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority Chair Clint Hogman. You've got other events as well? Yeah, we've got some tire events. And you're going to hear half the county roar here because <laughs> we have been asked a lot about that. So uh, there are actually three tire events in the region. So I'll give you one for Jefferson County because it's the first, October the 14th. Um, it'll be at the Jefferson County Department of Highways office. Uh, the second one is October the 28th. It's in, Jef- it's in Morgan County. And then the November 18th event is in Berkeley County, which will be at the South Berkeley Recycling Center. So remember to bring your driver's license, 
Uh, that driver's license will get you 20 tires for, uh, f- accepted for free. So as it long as like it is a, a West Virginia y- y- driver's y- license. Y- you, exactly. So yeah. if someone's coming from Hampshire County. That's fine. That's fine. We we re- we don't care. Yeah. Um, but if you do show up and you cannot produce a West Virginia driver's license, you will be turned away. And it seems like once or twice an event, I have to do that. And I really hate it. Mm-hmm. But if, if, Part of the rules. You know, if your license plate says Virginia and you have no other evidence that you're a West Virginia resident, I'm going to turn you away for sure. Now, 20 tires seems like so many tires. I don't know if I've ever owned 20 tires right. in my lifetime, right. but I'm sure that you've, you've seen more than that come through. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, there, there are times when we've had to grant special permission for over tip one individual for over 100 tires or something. Wow. Like that. But and like you, they can't be people who deal with tires like right. their their businesses tires. exactly uh, we will we'll also turn away dealers you know businesses that sell tires and and then uh does it matter if they're still them. on the rim or anything like that no it doesn't uh actually wow, we'll, take seriously? Them, we'll take them with the, on the rim we we'll actually prefer them off but yeah. they will take them on the rim hmm. uh pretty well, much that makes it so much easier pretty much any size we i mean the official advertisement is 17 inch or smaller but if you show up with a tractor tire we will find a way to get it off there and take it. Hmm. Uh, the, the DEP, the REAP folks, pay for that program, and uh, they're they're very cooperative that way. And they they know that this is our chance. Once it shows up at that center, this is your chance to get it out of the backyard or off the road. Or this is the one opportunity, and they're going to work really really hard to try to take it. Again, we're speaking of Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority Chair Clint Hogg. But now that we're getting into the uh, fall, I guess we're Technically, in autumn now at this point, but uh, what changes for Berkeley County Solid Waste? Do you uh, anything new coming up this winter? Well, um, we went into Back Creek this past Saturday to to do our our, our weekly cleanup, and are levels will, still real low. Levels levels are real low, but tolerable. Yeah. I mean, uh, Back Creek actually was a little cloudy this weekend from hmm. from rain somewhere, maybe in Winchester, but. Um, uh, it, it was tolerable. I mean, we did hit some moments where the canoes wouldn't go, but, uh, so we do, we, uh, that was probably the last time we'll get in the water this season. Any stream cleanup activities now will be limited to public access areas mm-hmm. or walking private land as, as we get permission. So, um, I, I brought some numbers with me sure. so, so far this year, we've pulled 172 tires out of our creeks, 118 bags of trash. And 181 bulky items. Wow. So, you, so we get back to the bulky good collection event. You can see that those bulky goods actually end up in our stream. And this is one way of helping, you know, keep them out of there is to provide a, a, mm-hmm. a cheap alternative. If you just, if you go down the creek, um, some of these areas have little wreck areas. You know, someone's got a camper or mobile home or whatever. And I think some people have these big items in their backyards and maybe they don't know what to do with them. And then a flood comes. Right. Oh and yeah. The, the oh, water yeah. just washes them down yeah. and they don't know where they ended up. Right, right now our streams are look very clean when you're out there and, mm-hmm. and I'm real pleased when we go out, but we haven't had a high water event and in, in, in a while. And when we do Marsha, you're exactly right. We'll start seeing that stuff again. And a lot of times like with the water heaters and mattresses, I feel like are the things you probably see tires a lot out about there. People just don't know how to get rid of them. But having bulky item days like you guys have are the times to do it. Yep. Yeah. uh, The stream cleanup program is something I I enjoy doing personally. So I go out with those a lot. And that's just the outdoorsiness and me coming out. But we've pulled over 1,100 tires Mm. out of the Apecan and Back Creek. You uh, mean since you started? Since we started five years ago. Wow. 
Um, and, uh, and of course, there's, uh, there's, there's an educational campaign that's supporting us out there. Uh, if you're on social media, you've probably seen the Crying Mountaineer video that the county council recently put together. And hmm, I, was, I don't think I've seen I was that plowed to proud to be part of that one if you go up on our facebook site you'll see it's a throwback to the to the 1970s crying indian crying american indian it was uh, keep america beautiful ran a commercial and and that commercial actually had a whole political overtone to it that most people are not aware of at Mm. at at that era but uh this one doesn't this one is just simply you know uh appalachia is a clean place it's a beautiful place to live let's try to keep it that way and and uh, I would express my appreciation for to the county council and and certainly to Matthew Umstead for their help putting that together. I wanted to ask you, Clint Hogman is our guest this morning, Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority chair. I had a question, but I think other people might have the same question. Um, as we're cleaning out closets and garages and all of that, and we run across books like our college mm-hmm. books, yep. if we have a, a college textbook that is soft cover, can we just recycle that with the mixed paper? Actually, it's a question we get fairly often is, is are books recyclable? And so the, the answer is yes. The soft-covered books uh, are treated as mixed paper. So uh, kind of like a magazine, if you will. Uh, so you would put it in the trailer that says mixed paper uh, at, at either Grapevine mm-hmm. Road or the South Berkeley Center. Now, if your book has a hard-bound cover then we encourage people to put it in the Planet Aid book bin. Uh, one, those are the yellow bins that are at the recycling centers. One of them, one of those bins specifically says books. Planet Aid has a program where they will put that up on their social media and try to sell it and make a little money. I love that you guys have those Planet Aid um, stands inside right, right. At, the, at the recycling center because it controls access because they just... Right. Sometimes if they're at the parking lot of a grocery store, it just becomes a little mini dump. Yeah, we go through that battle, if you will, if you want to call it that, even uh, with the recycling centers. Um, at times, someone will say, well, why do recycling centers need to be staffed? Why can't you just leave the gates open and let people come and go? Well, because we would have that problem. We would have things that shouldn't be there, and and they'd be sitting on the mm-hmm. ground and whatever. It'd be non unmanageable. And so those unstaffed sites... I uh, I appreciate the convenience of them, but they they can be uh, a problem for sure. Again, we're speaking of Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority Chair Clint Hogman. Before we let you go, any Insorga updates? A little, still? Bit, a little bit of news. I mean, if you look at the agenda, uh, the Solid Waste Authority for this week, you'll see that on the agenda is consideration of a short-term lease with Apple Valley. So uh, the attorneys are still working on the final edits, the very final edits of that as we speak. If that work is completed. And if the board sees fit, we will be inclined to uh, sign a contract with Apple Valley that would allow them to restart the utilization of that facility. Mm-hmm. And quickly, that means that some revenue will be coming in to offset it the is. fact that Insorga left. And then um, what does that mean day-to-day operation-wise? They're well, not going to be doing the fuel um, the waste right, of fuel operation. Right. Just be utilizing the facility as a transfer station. They won't be making fuel for this period of time. It will create $10,000 um, uh, uh, a bunch of revenue for the right. solid waste authority and um, it, it'll return us to a budget of normalcy and I, one of the things I'd like to do is uh, pr- send some appreciation to our staff uh, and, may, and maybe hire a person or two to help reduce some of the workload. 
Well, Clint, it's always a pleasure getting to talk with you. And uh, real quick, let people know where they can go to stay up to date on all the things going on with Berkeley County Solid Waste. Feel free to call our office at 304-267-9370. You can uh, follow us on Facebook at um, Berkeley County Recycling Litter Control or visit our website at berkeleycountyrecycling.com. Perfect. Well, Clint, thanks again. And uh, we'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchival building. You can always get in touch with us. You can text us 304-263-4321. Uh, you can send us a message over on Facebook at Panhandle Live or WPM and WCSC, the Panhandle News Network. And if you head over there, you'd see uh, well, all kinds of stuff. The video from the Berkeley County Commission that Clint Hogman was just talking about, the uh, crying mountaineer, that's up there uh, for you to watch. And also... I didn't know about this until yesterday when I was scrolling through the internet. Uh, saw a picture from WVU Sports on Facebook talk, or showing a picture of the flyover from the pit game, which was the uh, C-17 flown by, you know, our uh, fine men and women in the 167th airlift wing out of Martinsburg. That is so, so cool. Yeah. That is so cool. So you can give a little bit of credit, I think, to the 167th for that backyard brawl victory. Not near pride. Telling worldwide. You. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, I saw that and I went, man, that's what I said to all my buddies that uh, live around the airport here, around the uh, base and saying, hey, told you what the uh, wing commander said. What the wing commander said. That's the sound of freedom waking you up in the middle of the night. Well, pit up, I guess. Well, well, West Virginia. Well, the whole state. Well, the whole state up. Marsha, but before we get to talking to our next guest here after the bottom of the hour, we'll be chatting with uh, Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks from Shepherd University, President Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks. After the break, uh, let's get a little news roundup. So uh, it was made official last week on Thursday at the Martinsburg uh, City Council meeting uh, that Andy Blake will be the new city manager after longtime city manager Mark Baldwin uh, retires in October. Mm-hmm. Also, Mark Baldwin was recognized uh, by the Munis- uh, Municipal League, county, uh, some organization in the state. They'd already done their presentation, but he wasn't able to be there. Uh, but as a uh, you know, longstanding city administrator, he was recognized for his efforts. He was also lauded by the 167th for uh, the cooperation agreement that he um, brokered between the city and the 167th. So a lot of lot of kudos coming in, well-deserved. Uh, hopefully we'll get Mark Baldwin in before he uh, takes off. Right. Wherever he, I don't know if he's going to the beach or whatever. I like that in your news this morning, you said he was first ballot Hall of Famer. I could, you could hear you, you could hear you smiling when you said that on the thing. <laughs> like, you first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> I just we, was we like Mark Baldwin oh, here. Can I, I say thought, that? Is that? Oh no, right? no, no! I just thought what you, how you said it, I thought was funny. So that's why I, I said. We've known him long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on in the news roundup. Oh, um, we also talked uh, at the end of August uh, with Audrey Morris, and she would just gotten off a really busy time um, for starting points over there. Uh, with uh, getting the the kids back into school, and they've got a big fundraiser, so I'll let you kind of uh, take over the that. But um, that's happening this Friday. Yeah, it's um, the Empty Bowls fundraiser, which is to benefit the Morton County Starting Points. It's taking place this Friday 
in Berkeley Springs. And uh, to talk about it, here's Audrey Morris from Starting Points, the executive director. Empty Bowls, which is our annual event to raise funds for our mealtime community kitchen. We used to have a come in and sit down, um, pick up, and then COVID, of course. So we went to a drive-through, and that has stuck. We have had fro- been working with Frog Valley mm-hmm. Artisans in Berkeley Springs, and so we have some glass bowls that have been made specifically for us. And then a new partner this year is Mr. Toad's Pottery. Um, and then we have some smaller local artists who are donating bowls, and the Boys and Girls Club are making bowls for us. So when you come in the door, you pay $20, you choose the bowl, we wrap it up, and then we have um, silent auction items that you can bid on throughout the evening. You get a meal. Um, the Black Cat Young Ukes Club is going to be providing some entertainment this year. The Berkeley Springs FFA Club is going to be our guest servers. Our Mealtime Community Kitchen, we provide free meals three evenings a week. Anyone who pulls in the parking lot can get a free meal. It's a hot meal. Um, no questions asked. Um, had summer programming in Pawpaw. We coordinated with the school to do summer programming in Berkeley Springs. Um, kind of finished up with uh, partnering with the Parks and Rec in Morgan County for a back-to-school bash. And then the next day, a block party in Pawpaw for school supplies. We handed out about 100 backpacks. And then we also partnered with a local producer to have fresh produce. So each family got to have a bag of fresh produce to take with them. In Berkeley Springs, the Parks and Rec, I'll give them all the credit because Dawn um, coordinates that. And I think she said it was like over 450 bags that were given out. Um, and Berkeley Springs. There's a little bit of the information about the Empty Bowls fundraiser to benefit Morgan County Starting Points. And like you heard there at the end um, from the executive director of Morgan County Starting Points, Andre Morris, they do so much in Morgan County and Berkeley Springs. So uh, this is definitely to benefit a great cause. Absolutely. And it's happening this Friday from 530 to uh, 730, I think it is, at the American Legion in Berkeley Springs. And uh, 20 bucks gets you an amazing bowl by a local artist. And then uh, they'll they'll wrap that up so you don't have to eat the soup right there in that bowl. You can take it home and put it on display. But um, what a neat concept. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, before we get to this bottom of the hour break, Marsha, anything else news-wise you want to talk about? Um, so uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the show today, Hop, Hoppy's uh, Talk Line, mm. is going to be really, really heavily invested in WVU. They're going to have the WVU oh, yeah. Board of Governors and the President, E. Gordon Gee, um, sorry, I stumbled on that. I was trying to get my thoughts together, but then of course they're also going to be talking sports and mm-hmm. talking about the, mm-hmm. the game. So just, uh, FYI. Well, coming up here in a few minutes, we'll be chatting with Shepherd university president, Dr. Mary JC Hendricks. They are doing so much over there in terms of, uh, well, curriculum. And then of course, a lot of, um, we want to say renovating going on around campus with the new scoreboard that just got put up mm-hmm. at the football slash, uh, lacrosse slash soccer field. Then of course they're tearing down of some old buildings to put some new ones up. So we'll be catching up with Dr. Hendricks here in just a few minutes on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan Icewater alongside me is Marsha Kabalik. And Marsha, our next guest, is joining us on the telephone. So happy to have her via phone. Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks is the president of Shepherd University. Good morning. 
Well, good morning to both of you. We're still smiling here about Saturday's Ram win. That's right. That's right. Yes, of course. And a uh, quick plug, since we since you brought it up, uh, Doctor, you can listen to Shepherd Rams football over on 95.9 The Big Dog with myself, Luke Wiggs, and Parker Stone. But what I want to talk to you about, if we're going to talk sports here, uh, get things started, that uh, Alan Sarah Luke scoreboard looks amazing at the football field. Oh, it sure does. And I have to tell you, I have the privilege of looking at it right outside my window. Oh, there you and, go. Right? And it is extraordinary. We are working on a date right now for the dedication of it. And, of course, everyone in this area will be invited. But it's so important um, that we really bring this very special project to a dedication point. Um, it, we never thought we'd have an opportunity to have a scoreboard like that. Mm-hmm. Every single penny was raised by donors, generous, generous sponsors. It, it truly was unbelievable seeing this community come together. It's a big deal. And, you know, of course you guys are a D2 school. Mm-hmm. But to have something that impressive at a small campus, just really, um, it's gratifying, especially with all the hard work that the athletes put in over there. Right. And you know, it's just not for football. It's for any sport that takes that field. So it's for lacrosse. It's just not for Shepherd. It's for our community partners, local area high schools. I mean, it's really going to be something. And, and I just have to say this, um, when you think about our very dear Sarah Lewick, uh, who passed away this past year, her husband, Al, is with us. He comes to every single sporting event that has anything to do with football. Um, <laughs> this is really a remarkable tribute to this family who cares so deeply about our student athletes. So um, I hope you will both be here uh, when we do this celebration. Oh, yeah. Well, I will definitely be there. That's for sure. Make and, sure you um, give us the invite. We can't wait. Yep, we'll be yeah. there for it. And real quick, uh, continuing talking about some renovations and updates and upgrades around campus. Uh, what about the you – were, you were mentioning a um, you know, like a welcome archway last time we were talking to you. Has there been any uh, developments with that? Yes, that development archway, thank you for asking about that. The placement for that will be at the beginning of King Street uh, into our East Campus. And, uh, of course, what has to occur is we have to do request for bids. They have to go out first, and that will happen in about a month or so. But if you drive on King Street... And you will see the location where you'll see uh, sticks on both sides of the street where this beautiful archway is going to go. We're excited about this. We're really going to look like a college campus with a very proper and formal and traditional archway. So our guest this morning is Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks. She's Shepherd University's president. Obviously a big part of our news cycle in the past couple of months has been the news at WV, uh, their board of governors met last week. There's been some restructuring and unfortunately some layoffs. I know that you had said earlier this uh, semester that uh, Shepard had been looking at its programs and continues a strategic restructuring. But uh, one of the, the points of, of uh, pride and good news is that your enrollment is up compared to pre-pandemic uh, roles. So uh, talk about that a little bit. 
Yes. You know, we are honored to have so many wonderful students here. And our freshman class is the largest we've had over the last several years. So we, we embraced our freshman class. Um, when we look at our overall enrollment for degree-seeking, non-degree-seeking students, total head enrollment, we are going to be between 3,100 and 3,200 for this year for fall census. And as you can imagine, we continue to look at that census for the next month because students can come in and, and feel that this is not exactly for them. They may drop out. We may have others transfer at the last minute. So I hope you'll have me back to give you that final tally. Of course. But looking at that uh, increase, um, it's one that we have to focus on, as well as academic restructuring. We're still going through that process. We went from four colleges to three, so we streamlined there. But now we're looking program by program for what we call academic prioritization. And we will know numbers and um really look at that data over the next month or so, present it to our Board of Governors uh, to be able to make decisions about which programs we should embellish, enhance, which programs will maintain uh, same status as now, and which programs we should think about teaching out because they just don't have that many students enrolled. So we're not at that point yet, but uh, we do see what's going on with WVU and with Marshall University. I would say all universities in the country are doing this right now. Well, what is, what is it about Shepherd University where you're seeing these numbers start to move in the right direction again? Oh, I will tell you that this has to do with a remarkable enrollment management team. The recruitment team here at Shepherd goes out into the community. I mean, look where we're located. We are able to go to so many different states and just be a few minutes away from them. So very proactive recruiting. We have a remarkable leader, Vice President for Enrollment Management, Dr. Kelly Hart. Um, so she and her team will be in charge of admissions. We're so lucky. But also we're focused now on the adult learner. So there's a program there under the leadership of Donna Miller, uh, and this is for our RBA students, students who are out there in the workforce, and we can use some of their workforce experience. Uh, we can translate that into a certain number of credits for Shepherd, and those students can come back and earn their degree based on their current level of experience. So we, we just have a very strategic and inclusive approach right now. I wanted to ask you, because uh, you always have some good news, and um, I know you have a lot of irons in the fire as a university, and sometimes they're community partnerships, you know, um, with, for example, the um, Fort Dietrich, or mm -hmm. Fort Ritchie, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Fort Ritchie uh, folks, but uh, what kinds of partnerships do you guys have moving forward that are going to create more opportunities for the students and, and even the professors there? Oh, my gosh. So for our students, we are enhancing and expanding our internship programs. So what that means is that our students can gain experiential learning, training opportunities 
in so many different ways. So we look at our, our greatest partner right now. It's just about a few miles away, and I smile when I say this, the National Conservation Training Center. We are doing more and more internship opportunities with them. Uh, some of our staff and faculty uh, built an escape room uh, during COVID for the National Conservation Training Center, and so many of us are now going to have the opportunity to actually go out and see that. Have you, have you done an escape room before? Uh, we haven't here at Shepherd. You know, it sounds like a great idea for my office. <laughs> it does not sound like a great idea for ours, I don't no. think. We are a little too competitive around here for that. Do you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, so that is one of our wonderful partnerships. But but all around the community, we have great partnerships. Partnerships now that are going to help us with financial literacy, uh, many different areas. But if you would just allow me to also mention that we have community partners who help us, generous, generous donors. We have the Friends of Popedeacon who fundraise and work on that beautiful historic home called Popedeacon. And then we make it available to members of the community for different kinds of functions. Uh, Friends of the Bird Center. When you look at almost every building on campus or every organization, Friends of the Stubblefield Institute, there are so many supporters of each of these wonderful partners, Civil War Center. I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we're speaking with Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks, Shepherd University president. And unfortunately, uh, we have to be getting to our final break of the hour here. But uh, anything else you want the fine folks listening to know about? Well, I just think if anyone has uh, a way into the Chicago Bears, <laughs> it's very important that they listen and they really bring in the greatest quarterback they have right now tell on them. a roster yep. by the name of Tyson Bajan. That's right. That's right. You tell him. I think your your word probably goes a little further than mm-hmm. ours does. Tell we'll, him President we'll, Hendricks said yeah, so. We'll, we'll pass that along. But, Dr. Hendricks, thank you for joining us on Panhandle Live this morning. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You, you too. too. All right. Bye-bye. Again, that's Shepherd University President Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks. So she much. just needs to lean on the Bears a little bit, that uh, Bears organization. Yeah. She could tell, you know, just yeah. a well-placed call. Yeah, just look at the resume. It's all you got to do mm-hmm. for Dr. Hendricks. Right. I mean, that, that tells a story. But so many things happening over at Shepherd, not just athletically, of course, we talk about it so much athletically, but the uh, enrollment up. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's impressive in its own right, having a freshman class as big as theirs. And a concentration on financial literacy. I think um, that's what I think colleges have have recognized that students coming in uh, sometimes are on their own for the first time, and and they have started these freshman. Um, survey classes where they have, you know, how to, how to do well at college, mm-hmm. how to college basically. Right. But, but also how to manage your money is, is an important component because uh, some of these kids are, are doing that for the first time by themselves. That's right. That's right. So thanks to Dr. Hendricks for calling uh, and joining the show here today. If you missed any of the conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network, Facebook and Spotify page. We'll take this final break. We'll come back and, um, well, we'll keep chatting on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Paint Handle Live, driven by Kutcher Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, well, you've missed out on 
Clint Hogman, Berkeley County Solid Waste Authority Chair, talking about their stream cleanups, their bulky item uh, things coming up, events, all the different charrette events and things that are mm-hmm. happening. And then we just got off the phone with Dr. Mary J.C. Hendricks from the Shepherd University president, uh, giving us some updates about that over there. So if you missed any of the show, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. And we got some clarification on that. <laughs> um, the ad campaign that the Solid yeah. Waste Authority has rolled out in conjunction with the county um, features it's it's kind of a, a throwback like an homage. homage yes yeah. it's a perfect way to say it it's got the mountaineer the crying mm-hmm. mountaineer but back in the 70s it was the the crying native american right and i remember as a kid i mean i wasn't a kid when the ad campaign went out but my i'm pretty sure my mom had a picture of that or something along those lines right it was uh-huh. the same thing uh, right next to our front door when I was a kid, like where the keys basket was mm-hmm. hanging, right? So when you would look at it and walk out the door, you'd see that. And I could be, again, just combining memories. But, um, yeah, so that was always... She'll my, text you if you're off. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll find out here directly. But we mentioned that because well, we got a, me- or a uh, uh, comment underneath the video, which if you want to watch it, the ad, you can go over to our WPMWCST Paint Handle News Network Facebook page. Uh, but it says that, uh, fun fact, did you know the Native American in that original ad campaign from the 70s was actually an Italian actor? So Get go out. figure. Sounds about right for... Uh, the time and place, I would say. But, yeah, nonetheless, a very good ad for, uh, look, we, we want to keep our area pretty. We don't want our streams polluted. We don't want anything like that. You don't want to be walking down the walking trail downtown and see, you know, crash, crash into, you know, the creek and things like that, which you don't, by the way. But um, that's because of some of the things that they're doing out there. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's very important. Very important to talk about that. Absolutely is. So, uh, if, if you're not on the trail or on the water and you're in your car. Don't litter. Well, yeah, don't litter. Also, oh. um, you know, it's the beginning of the week. A lot of people fill up their tanks. So oh, it's good to yeah, kind of know, yeah, yeah. Uh, as Kenny Rogers said, what condition our condition is in. Love that song. <laughs> Love that song. I was so, thinking about, well, I was going to watch The Big Lebowski. This, that's why I know the song. <clears throat> really? Big Lebowski. Yeah, so I was going to watch it I this know, because I grew up in the 70s, and yeah, my parents had a lot of country music on. Actually, the... We listen in. We listen to um, what is now ninety nine five, the big dog, big dog. in um, in Beckley. That's what our parents t- uh, had that tuned in. So uh, if you uh-huh. go over to our to our yep. news, um, so you, I kind of did a, a rundown this Man, morning. Now I don't know product. what to play. I don't know what what songs to play okay. now at the end of the show. Well, All right, I'm. Uh, we'll, we'll stop. We'll it get there. Quickly. All right. So, uh, yeah. bottom line, uh, if you're driving in Pennsylvania. Try to get somewhere else to gas up. Go ahead and run down those those numbers. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> according to AAA, these are some of the gas prices from uh, the Quad State area. So in Virginia, $3.60. That's the cheapest gallon of gas you're going to get, $3.60, which uh, not too long ago, you can think back to when that was just, you know, barely over a dollar or just under $2. Right. Can you imagine that? Uh, here in the great state of West Virginia, $3.64 is the gas price. Up in Maryland, $3.70. And then, like you said, Marsha, in Pennsylvania, where I spend all my time nowadays, $3.90. Guess that before you go. Ugh. Next time. $3, almost $4. That is painful. Unbelievable. The national average is also increased uh, to a little less than $3.87. So it's cheaper for the most part, except for Pennsylvania. In our tri-state area, you know, uh, than it is nationally, but still not great. It's still not great. Mm. So there's your your gas prices for a day. If you know of any cheap gas prices around, I've been looking around. 
I know Shepherdstown, they usually got some cheap gas prices down that way. What, 365 at the rudders in uh, Tabler Station? You got 369 at the BP on Kelly Island Road. So, yeah, 375 in Martinsburg. Sheets has like a different grade of gas that's typically a few cents cheaper, but you have to have a certain vintage car. Like, I think it has to be a little newer. Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, I just always get regular. But my thing is like 359 at the Sheets in uh, Shepherdstown. Okay. So, there you go. 350. 50 minutes ago, it was reported. So, I mean, do you drive to Shepherdstown just because you want to get the. I, because know. you want to get the cheap gas, but you just have to stay away from like the four-way stop because then you start to get that traffic coming from that. 340. So people are getting so upset about that. Now, they're I getting was creative to tell is what they're getting. I don't think people, I don't even <laughs> think you were real, kind of realizing what I was saying when we were talking about the detours because everybody's been going, talking about the main detour uh-huh, through Virginia. Nine, nine right? 671. Right, which is what the vast majority of people are going to use, but it might take you a little bit longer, a little bit more of the scenic route, if you will. But if you go through uh, Boonesboro, Sharpsburg, mm-hmm. and then into Shepherdstown that way, and then right. catch nine, uh, that could save you a little bit of time, too. And people are starting to realize that. And thankfully, I don't have to go with traffic that way very often through there. But, um, yeah, the traffic through Sharpsburg and through Boonesboro, I can't even I can't even imagine trying to turn left at the, the only light in Boonesboro, trying to get on to right. whatever that road's called. I can't even imagine how long people are sitting at that. Ugh, no thanks. No oh, thanks. Work from home. Yep, I'll stick to my five-minute commute, you know? <laughs> well, or you can go to Charlestown as your third place. Oh, and my, my mom just texted me talking about the uh, the Native American. Uh-huh. Thing. She says it's still there. Still yes. by the door. So next time I'm up there, I'll take a picture and send it to you. Very good. Still by the door. That's a good mom. Just reminding you. Yeah, it? always reminding you. Like, did she write? Did she write? Make good choices. No. On top no. of it. No, my sister. You just implied. That. My sister said to uh, her kids, "Was make good choices." That's what she said. We used to she didn't say of, to you. No, no. We used to make fun <laughs> of my sister for saying it. I think it's a good. It's a great mom line. It is. It is. It is. But you know, you gotta make fun of the sister. It's said with heart. Yes. Uh, but real quick to wrap up gas prices. Yeah. Uh, like we were mentioning, AAA is pretty much right. Uh, in West Virginia, it's sitting around 364, and here in Martinsburg, it's about 365, 370, 375. So, Ugh. this is the time you go to the stores and you get those points. You know your grocery points or your, you know. Well, the worst membership part is, points. Like, yes, we sit here and complain about how how much gas prices are. Da 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 da. But we're all just going to pay it anyways. You know, we have no choice. We it, it's not like uh, you can complain. You know, sometimes you complain about stuff to to change the mm-hmm. outcome. Oh, this is changing nothing, but oh well, oh well. That gets. I mean, it might change your habits. I've been following this on YouTube. This frugal couple, and they talk about how they try to limit their grocery runs. Mm. They try to do it for once a month, but they've got kids, so they do it maybe twice a month, like heading out on errands, and they combine all their errands. Plus, they have a Prius, so they're probably not spending as much as the average person. Well, how much is it to, because you have a hybrid vehicle yeah. and then yours 15 recharges. Bucks. 15 bucks to fill that up. But you don't have to plug yours in, Mm-mm. right? Nope. So how much does it cost to like fill up a Tesla now? Is that expensive uh, I too? Yeah, that's, I, I can't answer that question. I'm going to look know. it up here while we're talking about it. Let's see. Because um, it can't be someone driving a Tesla, yearly spend 405 to a, about two thousand dollars in For charging gas? costs and charging costs. So I wonder what the average, um, what like the money would be for 
gas amount of money. That's some cars revving. We can hear it through. Yeah, they, they must be able to buy all the gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but Precious. interesting. So I wonder if you're all right, if you're out there driving in a Tesla, <laughs> you got an electric vehicle. Uh, how much money have you ultimately saved, you think? Text us, 304-263-4321. Maybe we can make that our, we need the um, Dave Weekly, burp, 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 yeah. thing they do for their uh, question of the day. <laughs> well, and if you, but if you, okay, if your employer has a charging station and you're somewhere you're going to be spending eight hours oh, and you can charge that. that thing up, does that, I mean, that obviously you're not, you know, necessarily paying for that. Right. I don't know. Um, are they only counting if it's coming from your your home Usage? Don't know. I would buy. I would buy a Tesla though if I had the opportunity. I think I like the Teslas. I think uh, I like the trucks too. The Giga trucks or whatever they're called. They look pretty well. I don't think I've seen any of those. Well, they're not. They're not out yet. Okay. Well, we only got a minute left here, Marsha. A little bit over a minute. Anything else you want to uh, talk about while we got the chance? Um, no, just uh, Hoppy's got a lot of West Virginia University news, Board of Governors, and, and of course, they'll be uh, taking apart the game mm-hmm. uh, with some of the, the sports guys over there. Um, I'm I'm curious to know whether or not they'll mention anything about Marshall or look ahead to Marshall's football game, uh, because Marshall Athletics, their men's uh, football and soccer teams are doing really well. Um, and, you know, Marshall may be in the top spot for men's soccer by tomorrow when all the decisions are made because um, Stanford, I think, had a tie this weekend. And um, that's about all I can say about that because now I've reached the end of my <laughs> knowledge base. All your, well, Marshall, you did a good job explaining it on the sports show, which, uh, of course, you can listen back to any Panhandle Sports Live or any Panhandle Live over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But um, I said this at the end of the show uh, to the sports guys, and they're a little too young to know what I'm talking about. But uh, kicks, you ever listen to kicks back in the day yes. when you were around here? And as a matter of fact, my my brother uh, met some of the band when they were at Pipestem. Yeah. They rode the tram. The they were there in the area. Yeah. But I didn't realize they were regional to us until you explained it all. Yep. Uh, kind of Cumberland, Maryland, uh, really mainly Cumberland, Maryland, but then like Waynesboro, Hagerstown. Hagerstown. You know, I'm sure I'm in the 40 years they've been, you know, a band. They've probably had some people from the Panhandle and things a part of it. But they did their very last show ever, ever. Ever last night at Meriwether Post Pavilion, it was uh, a big deal, and I think they sold it out too. So we're gonna let, uh, we're gonna let Kicks sing us out for this one too. So it did blow my fuse during the uh, um, Panhandle Sports Live. So we'll slow it down a little bit for Panhandle Live with a little "Don't Close My Eyes," Marsha. So if you missed a show, let's back to it a little bit later on today for Marsha. I'm Jordan. Hoppy's next. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here too.